You are listening to the Musician Today weekly podcast with Vera Bermenko. Tune in for your insight into a professional musician's life and awesome new music. Everybody and welcome to another awesome episode of Musician Today podcast. Today we bring you an amazing artist, Hayden Viteira. Since launching his solo career in 2005 as a former Asleep at the Wheel fiddle player and Austin Latino rocker electric violinist, Hayden Viteira has made his mark sharing the stage with headliners as diverse as Grammy winners, Lost Lonely Boys, uh, rock and Espanol pioneers, Los Antan. Oh my God! <laughs> Los Encan and 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 Nani and oh my God! <laughs> it's Enanitos. one of the <laughs> Enanitos. I did it. It's been a long week, guys. <laughs> Los Enanitos Verdes. Woo! And the '80s rock legends Dokken. His music has been featured in various on-screen projects, including Robert Rodriguez's From Dusk Till Dawn, the series. Uh, He has been featured on stage with the legendary George Strait and the iconic Stevie Wonder, and most recently has joined the Electrifier Strange program as an artist mentor traveling nationwide to empower and expand the horizons of middle school and high school orchestra students, along with the program creator Mark Wood, the electric violin visionary and the co-founder member of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So you can find Hayden on his awesome website at viterarocks.com, on Facebook at forward slash viterarocks, on Instagram at forward slash Hayden Vitera, on Twitter at forward slash Hayden Vitera, and on YouTube, just look him up by Hayden Vitera, electric violinist. He's awesome. Hi, how are you doing? Very, how are you? <laughs> so great happy, to have you here today. It's a Cinco de Mayo. Happy, happy Cinco de Mayo. Oh, right. It is. <laughs> I lose track of all these holidays. Yesterday was the fourth Be With You, and today's Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you too. Thanks so much. Thanks for spending it with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, going to be a quiet one this year, for sure. Yeah, oh, that's okay. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. I'm hearing a lot of great stuff from what you're doing, and I know you just did yeah. some live streams and loving everything, so thanks for taking the time to, to do this. Uh, we would love Thank to... You learn more about your music. This is the best opportunity to do that. So what can you tell us? How did you evolve into the musician you are today? What shape, what helped you shape your style? Uh, really well. I mean, I grew up um, in a small town called El Campo, Texas, which is, uh, my dad was a rice farmer. Um, nice. And uh, so we, you know, we grew up, I mean, I wouldn't, didn't like live on the farm or anything like that, but yeah, we would, we would go and we would, uh, work cows and mend fences and harvest rice and stuff, you know? So I grew up a lot around the, the country aspect of life, right? And of course, country music. Of course, in high school, I was I, I wanted to be anything but a country guy. Um, I, I wanted, you know, you were rebelling and everything and yeah. everybody around there was wearing, you know, cowboy hats, listening to, to George Strait and, and whatever was big at the time. And I was listening to Metallica and Pantera and, and had my little rock my garage band, you know, rock and roll, and trying to grow my hair past where they would let it touch the collar in school, you know. Um, so got, got there, and then I, I, um, I moved out of there. I, I went to came to Austin, Texas, which where I still live, and uh, just started going and check out all the awesome bands that are around here, and got influenced by the you know the original like Texas rock bands and Texas blues, and just mm. the the great Austin style music, you know, um, that kind of blends everything. 
Uh, I was at school uh, studying to be an accountant of all things. I'm glad that didn't glad that didn't work out. You know, <laughs> um, but then lo and behold, I started playing in some country bands and stuff, and and that kind of went that path with with because uh, I figured well the violin. All right, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna play some fiddle and play with these bands and have fun. You know. Um, yeah, and then I guess my first pro gig was with a guy named Rick Trevino, who's a Grammy-winning artist from uh, Columbia Records, and um, he's done a lot of cool stuff, and he's still out there doing a lot of cool things. Um, got my chance, and that was 97 when I joined his band, and wow. got on the tour bus and experienced that whole life. It pretty much scarred me for life, because that's all I want to do now. I want to get back <laughs> on the tour bus. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I but imagine... I wanted to be Mm -hmm. I want it to be my tour bus, you know, I don't want to be yeah. somebody else's tour bus, that's no fun, you know, um, but yeah, just that kind of mix of, of, so I did the country thing for a long time, and, and uh, kind of throughout my 20s, I was touring, and then I've always, always still been, I was always the kind of the odd man out in the country bands, because I was the rock guy, and the Latino dude, you know, yeah. so I love Latin rock, and I love metal, um, later on, I finally kind of involved, my brother and I started writing songs, Spanish rock songs and kind of went down that and then got the Markwood Viper started mixing all that together and uh, Here we are <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I'm getting my Viper in a few months. It's in oh, order yes. already seven strings. What, what did you get? How many strings? <laughs> seven strings um, Yes. Yeah. Phantom frets because I wasn't sure if I should try. I've never tried frets, so right. my next one will probably be fretted because I've been thinking cool. about it while I'm waiting for my Viper. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, have at it. Yeah, yeah. it's good. I mean, if you're moving towards, I started with a six string fretted. Mm -hmm. That was my first one. But looking back, I wish I would have got the seven right yeah. away. Yeah. Because um, I have a seven now and it's, it's awesome, you know. I like the frets just because they. And they don't interfere with the way you play. Yeah. Um, it, but they, they give you, a, like, especially for when you're using distortion, a lot of rock stuff, they give you that extra yes. punch, that kind of squeal on harmonics and stuff. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love that too. Amazing. Well, why don't we just have a listen to one of your songs then? So the first one I'm going to play is the Cancion del Mariachi. Yes. Yep. So we have Very a excited about that. That's actually its world premiere today. It's being released today. So I'm honored to have it here with you. Um, this is my uh, my main uh, side. I do a lot of different projects. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm a high, what we call a hired gun here in Texas, you know, <laughs> and I play for a lot of people and, you know, uh, I'm a mercenary, basically, you know what I mean? But I love it because it keeps things, I play everything from country to rock to Latin to flamenco, and it keeps it interesting. You know how it is. You're a working musician, yeah, right? Yeah. But my passion project right now is this new band I have called Tequila Rock Revolution, and if you can picture, basically take Trans-Siberian Orchestra mm -hmm. and make them in Mexico. Ooh. So it's mariachi with metal. <laughs> um, that sounds so, so awesome. <laughs> we're taking like kind of the standards and the classics from the mariachi repertoire and metalizing with double kick and, and, and uh, shredding guitars and, of course, electric violin. Mm -hmm. This particular track is a, a cover of... Uh, if there's a very famous movie called Desperado by Robert Rodriguez that featured Antonio Banderas. You know, he's when he's a mariachi with a guitar case yeah. full of guns, right? Yes. And Salma Hayek, you know. So yes, I that, love that, that song. One. Even though that song was written by Cesar Rosas from Los Lobos, it's it sounds like a traditional 
everybody thinks it's an old mariachi song from Mexico, but it's yeah. not. It was written for that movie, right? <laughs> well, it's such an iconic thing. It's become basically just like any other mariachi tune. All the mariachis play it. It's a standard, right? Mm -hmm. So we decided we were going to metalize it. Um, we have a special guest on this recording. His name is Gabriel Guarding. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've ever seen that guy, but he is the ultimate. He shreds guitar wow. and keyboards at the same time. And he's, he's so unbelievable that like he's done cover videos of like, he did one of Sweet Child of Mine and Guns N' Roses posted mm -hmm. it on their website, on their page. Oh, right? wow. Like, that came out, Gabriel Guardian, he's unbelievable. Has mm -hmm. a band called Immortal Guardian. And they're like super metal, right? Like mm -hmm. speed metal, beyond, beyond human capabilities metal, right? Mm -hmm. um, we were working together on doing like just, um, just a collaboration, just jamming one afternoon. And he said, you know what we should do? We should... Wouldn't it be cool if we took like a mariachi song and met it metal? And at this point, I'd already started Tequila Rock Revolution. We'd already had a recording, and I said, "Oh, like this," and I played it for him. He's like, "Dude, you already did it." I'm like, "Yo, let's let's do something, you know?" Because he grew up playing mariachi in South Texas, mm -hmm. right? So he loves it as well and has a knowledge of it. So I said, "Well, which song are we gonna do?" Canción del Mariachi. It's a given. So you'll hear all the guitar work is Gabriel and. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. It's it's very exciting. So it's it's a version you've never heard before. So. That's awesome. That's what we like to hear on our show. <laughs> Here we go. Here's Canción del Mariachi. <laughs> Mi canción, me gusta tomar mis copas aguardientes, lo mejor. 
también el tequila blanco con su sal le da sabor. Ay, 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 amor. Ay, mi morena de mi corazón. Ay, 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 mi amor. Ay, mi morena de mi corazón. Uh. <laughs> Epic. So guys, Gabriel Guardian, um, Hayden Viterra, and Cassandra Sotos. Awesome, That's awesome, right. epic solos. Love them all. And uh, this is actually, this is kind of like in my really main interest too. Because what I love is combining rock, metal, symphonic stuff with sort of like more folk, cultural, yeah, <laughs> a bit more yeah. Eastern influence as well. And this, this just blew my mind. You're right, it's so unique. I've never heard it be in that context <laughs> yeah it's, 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 it's amazing how well the stuff works together you know mm -hmm. um especially mm -hmm. that kind of three four six eight mariachi kind of thing the first oh, yeah. the first single that we did was el cascabel which is a traditional mariachi standard a showpiece and i remember hearing the song way way back when and just the opening of it has this vihuela vihuela is this small uh sort of like the mariachi it's more functions as sort of the snare drum of mariachi, right? Because yeah, they got yeah. when they hit the guitar, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a super cool technique I've been working on as well. Um, but the opening, I was like, dude, you could put that with some double kick drum and some muted martial guitars. It's like, man, we went in to record it, um, that first single, and, and you never know if it's you know, what's in your head is actually mm -hmm. going to translate to working, right? Because mariachis, the mariachi players, the ebb and flow, the tempo is up and down like it should be, you know, and, and then in, in metal already you're playing with the click track in yeah. the studio, yeah. you know, and then some of the accents that the mariachis do are kind of on that different beat. And so we, it took a while to kind of, it was like, like wrangling a, a wild bull or something, you know, like you have to yeah. kind of tame it, you know, <laughs> but once it locked in, it was just like, Oh yeah, this is gonna be gonna be something pretty cool, and and the playing it live is so much fun. It's oh, there's nothing like it. I, I found my calling for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. We have some comments from Eddie. He says awesome. Fred says super. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. So well, yeah, you. it is amazing. Um, I wonder how do you go about creating a piece like this? So like you said, there was some conflict putting in different accents because they're different styles, different highlights in music. I totally understand <laughs> what that's like. Right. So how do you go about creating a track like that? Do you have like a rhythmic sort of foundation first? Do you write all the bass and drums and then you sort of see what you can improve on top? Like how, how do you do it? Well, basically the way the way we've been doing these tracks is we have the reference recording. I send it to. Mm -hmm. I send the original mariachi version to everybody, right? And then there's there have been a few other, you know, um, I know like with El Cascabel, a great band called Chingon, which mm -hmm. right is uh, Robert Rodriguez, um, the actual the director of, of Desperado, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, all that. He'll join this. There's an awesome band called Del Castillo, which is amazing, like uh, Latin rock kind of. They're, they're more kind of flamenco-ish, right? They have these two shredding guitar players, a great kind of almost like a Gypsy Kings kind of vocal guy. Oh, yeah. um, they they um, were here in Austin 
Robert saw them live and started collaborating with them. So they had a bunch of their music in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And they did El Cascabel. They did some of these like Malagueña Salerosa. They did those. And they rocked it out, but they didn't go all the way metal, right? Mm -hmm. So we listened to that. And then actually, there's a version of, uh, of Malagueña, which is another very famous mariachi piece that Avenged Sevenfold did. Um, so it's very cool, right? So we basically took the... You know, you come up with the arrangement. Where's the intro verse chorus? We just followed pretty much the, the original Antonio Banderas recording, right? And then we laid down just the scratch acoustic with a vocal. Mm -hmm. And then we brought in, you know, the drums and the bass. And everybody just kind of makes up their part on the fly, right? And we, we jam it for a little while and go, okay, that's working. That's not working. Um, especially with the mariachi rhythms and stuff. It's like, okay, we had to... When in doubt, we, we deferred more to the metal, straight, straight rock kind of thing, as opposed to the way that mariachis do it, right? Because that's, drums don't really work with that. You know, yeah, you've got to have to uh, let it, with mariachi, you got to let it flow and change. And with this, it's got to be kind of the same every time, you know? Um, but that's the way we did it. We did, and then we, we figured out how the drums and bass would work together. Late, Gabriel came in and laid down the guitars. And uh, I've got to tell you, on this track, it's uh, it was actually the drummer from Immortal Guardian at the time. His oh. name is Cody Gilliams, right? That guy. Keep in mind, there's there's crazy, crazy speed metal stuff going on in this track, <laughs> yep. right? Keep in mind that we had to tell Gabriel and Cody to dial it down about twenty notches because <laughs> they started doing stuff where we're like, hey man, like normal humans have to play this live, so like. You need to <laughs> and we like right, and it's <laughs> still it's like yeah. I, I'll, I'll be posting some behind the scenes videos too. So I got I got video of Cody's feet playing those double kick patterns, and it was like it was like Fred Flintstone on steroids, man. It's like man, what are you? Oh my, how do you do that, dude? It just just the unbelievable yeah. precision that he has, mm -hmm. and of course Gabriel on guitar. I mean, watching him lay down all the parts and just kind of orchestrate everything on the fly was just like, dude, that's so epic you know yeah that's amazing i love how stuff like that comes together so it's for me i find it difficult to find the balance between what i wanted like yeah to incorporate like metal versus something bulky how do you yeah where's that middle ground where they can right. meet that's always difficult but you also want to give moment to each of them to shine so like have a solo here have a sort exactly. of yeah <laughs> and that's just the kind of thing it's it's a push and pull between honoring the tradition of mm -hmm. the, the purity of the traditional music that you're doing, yeah. but also making it work and have the right energy of metal and rock. Yes, right? definitely. All right. Uh, why don't we have a listen to La Vibora? I really love that one. It kind of starts very, it starts a little bit more subtle, but then it gets, it yeah. gets, it gets serious. Uh, a little atmospheric <laughs> intro. That one, I uh, uh, the, the little translation in Spanish is the Viper, La Vibora, right? <sighs> Oh, nice. So I wrote that after getting my first Wood Violins Viper. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm proud to tell you that the since then, since I met Mark Wood and started working with him, I worked with Electrifier Strings, he actually liked it enough to orchestrate it and add it to the program. So imagine I get to play this around the country with hundreds of orchestra students, and they love it. They get the headbang and they throw it down. <laughs> Man, it's a dream come true, because you're sitting there playing, yeah. you know, you're the featured guy with the orchestra, and there's the, all these kids just playing, so excited about playing something that you created, you know, with 
for this amazing instrument that was a dream dream mm -hmm. of mine to own from the very first time I ever heard Mark Wood. You know, so it's it's pretty magical, man. I, I have to step back and, and remind myself how lucky I am to to mm -hmm. have done that. And this year we're celebrating really the tenth anniversary of the release of that tune because nice. it's on my debut album from my band Viterra back in two thousand ten. So uh, we're gonna re we're gonna remake it with Tequila Rock Revolution, adding some trumpets and some crazy. We're gonna see how we how we change it up and, and do the tenth tenth year anniversary of La Vibora for you. Ooh, <laughs> awesome! Let's have a listen.
such a unique voice to it. Like you can definitely see it like a snake viper snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <thank> you. <laughs> and at the same time, I can sort of feel the influence of Mark Wood. It does remind me of his his stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what's funny? I realized after after creating um, that middle section mm-hmm. where it's like a five eight kind of That's thing. That's my favorite. I was just gonna say right? that. <laughs> I completely without intending to ripped off Mark Wood's sawdust. <laughs> oh yeah. Ding 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 ding. And I went <laughs> Of course, you know, you you create and you basically you're ripping off everything you've ever Yeah. You know, I hear I was a big 80s rock guy. So when I'm mm-hmm. I'm writing stuff and I the next thing I look back and go, "Where did I get that idea? Oh, that was White Snake." Yeah. Oh, that was Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and but that's that's how that's how music is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I remember him he telling me a funny story too. He's like uh they were when they were creating the um when they were working on on um when he was working on the orchestration for yeah. La Vibora, right? He had this track playing, right? And his son, Elijah, who's the amazing drummer, Shania Twain and all yeah, kinds of people, Gwen Stefani, incredible, incredible <laughs> drummer, was was walking by the studio in the living room or wherever in the hallway and he's like Hey, that's just like sawdust. And Mark said, Oh, yeah, it kind of is. And I was like, Mark I said, I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean to rip that off. But he's like, Oh, dude, I, I love it. It's an honor, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but that, you're, you got a good ear. That's exactly what you're hearing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> In fact, I, I highly recommend listening. People go check out Sawdust for Mark Wood, which is unbelievable, you know? Do side by side comparison. <laughs> Well, I think there's some things that are just so iconic for the style that um, sure. even if you, yeah, even if they do sound similar, like you, you can't judge someone based on that because it's, it's just, it has to be there. It belongs sure. in the genre. Yeah. So I think this is well, one of those moments. Yeah. It's just like when you think about, um, I saw a video the other day of a guy named Rick Beato. He's like a, I don't know if you watch him on YouTube, but he's like a all around music guy, old, older gentleman. Um, and he does a lot of instructional videos. He's so knowledgeable, instructional videos on everything from recording to music theory to guitar. He plays all, all instruments. He did a, a little segment on, you know, copyright suits mm-hmm. and stuff. And the one where now Ed Sheeran is being sued by one of the writers of uh, Let's Get It On. Yeah. The Marvin Gaye classic for for copyright infringement for thinking out loud, right? Mm-hmm. The way those chord changes go. And he put them side by side. Yeah. I mean, and it's the same, basically it's the same kind of corporation, <laughs> same kind of groove. But if you can copyright a groove, then it's okay, me coming from the country world or a blues song. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the one four five, who's gonna own that? You're gonna tell me I have to pay to use the one to 12 bar blues progression. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. it's total BS, you know? No, yeah. That's, that's just too, too much. <laughs> yeah. Just things are, things are iconic and they're, they're a standard of, of yeah. genres, you know? I mean, and like with that tune with, with thinking out loud and, and let's get it on, it may be the same chord progression, which is mm-hmm. four chords. I mean, put four chords together, but the <laughs> melody is completely different. The lyrics are different. How can yeah. you claim that you stole it? You know, that that's just, yeah, that's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah, that's but true. So I don't think Mark things... will be coming after me anytime soon. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I love all the music, and I wonder though if you would be up for a little game. So 
Uh, we've sure. been talking so much about your music, which is awesome, awesome. So I have okay. something in mind here. It's sort of like a rapid fire where I play a backing track that counts down one minute exactly. And okay. we have to try to manage to answer 10 questions in under that minute. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Just with whatever <laughs> comes to mind. Or, or yeah, it could be the first thing. It could be whatever comes to mind. It could be like, it could be just a general, genuinely what you think of that like some questions are kind of silly others are more serious but let's okay. let's see how we can get through this okay this, we got we got to keep this g-rated pg-13 <laughs> what do we, what do we um do? <laughs> you know um i think either is fine <laughs> okay because you so, know how my mind works sometimes, yeah so. yeah that's that's okay <laughs> so that's kind I'm of the whole like, yeah the whole idea right? is to sort of try to give the first genuine answer without thinking too hard Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say three, two, one, and then we're going to go ahead and read the first question. Are you ready? Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Three, two, one. What was the most memorable performance you did? Stevie Wonder, April of 2015, Austin, Texas. Awesome. At what age did you pick up violin? Uh, eight. All right. What are the names of your pets? I don't have any pets. All right. Violin, acoustic or electric? Electric all the way. What motivates you, in short? Fame and fortune. Okay. <laughs> Which YouTuber you can't stop watching? Uh, Rick Beato. All right. Your favorite songs to cover. Name three. Canción de Mariachi. Okay. <laughs> Name three people you admire. Cassandra Sotos, Mark Wood, and my mom. All right. Dogs or cats? What's that? Dogs or cats? Oh, dogs. Dog. Name cats three artists devil. you follow on Instagram. Uh, Mark Wood, uh, Ernesto Lago, uh, Cassandra Stokes. Oh my God, we made it! Yeah! <laughs> well, to be fair, you only named one song out of three that you like to cover. <laughs> oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear the three part. But, <laughs> but you did it! Wow, congratulations! You're the first right. person to actually make it in under a minute since oh, I've started cool. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, as a special winner, you do get a prize. This oh, is really? my newly released album, Iron Fiddle oh, Saga. Awesome. This is kind of gypsy-inspired, Eastern European um, sort of crossover into rock and uh, symphonic oh. metal with some okay. cinematic music in there as well. So I would like you to have this. And just after the show, I'll be happy to ship this to you. That'd be great, yeah. <laughs> I love that, that artwork. Thank I you. That oh, thank you. It is signed that. too. So let me show you. It's signed there. My signature, my mastering oh, engineer cool. signed it. So we're all good. Awesome. Well, <laughs> a great addition for sure. Wow, so congratulations. And maybe, uh, you know, maybe we'll get this cultural metal thing going and then we can do a show together. It's a key oh, rock revolution in yes. your project. I would love that. I totally I'll love that. It, I'll book it here and you book it up there. And let's do it. Yes. International. Yes, let's do it. We're just <laughs> waiting for this quarantine to finish because we want to do concert series too. So, yeah. For sure. Meanwhile. Well, anything I can do to facilitate you playing down here, let me know. I'm all about it. That's awesome. I would love that. Thank you. So, yeah, let me know what you think of the music too when you get this. I can't wait. <laughs> cool. Wow. I'm so excited. We haven't had a person win, like genuinely win. <laughs> Right, good. I know. <laughs> so, okay, um, before we move on to the end, I wanted to ask you something for the younger musicians. So, 
if you were to give maybe a younger self an advice or a younger artist that you meet today, what would be the one thing you tell them that they should be sort of doing in order to succeed in their career, to find their true path and voice in their music? What would you tell them? Well, I would say just do what feels right to you and don't think about like, if I could go back, I wouldn't have gone to school to, for business, for accounting, because I'm not even finished, you know? But I had that in my mind, like, oh, I better get a, muse, a, a real degree to fall back on. So in the minutes that you do that, you're not showing a lot of faith in your own ability. And I always loved music. That was my passion. But everybody tells you, man, you got to have a backup plan. You got to play it safe. No, you don't, you know? how This world is too full of people who started. Guess what happens? You start that way. You have this dream, it's like, hey, I'm just going to do this accounting thing just to put food on the table. That's exactly what I used to think. The next thing you know, you're 50 and you're an accountant and you've got the the wife and the 2.5 kids and the white picket fence and the boat and you get vacation two weeks every year. But guess what? You're buying all the expensive guitars you can on the weekend and they sit in your, they sit in your living room and you dream of the day that you thought that you really wanted to do music. You know, and you forget and you become something else because you didn't follow that. And I think people just in general are they follow money and security so much that they forget to follow what they truly, truly makes them alive. And they end up just living a robotic life. You know, you may have everything that that society says that you are supposed to have by by the time you're this, you're supposed to have this many kids, you're supposed to have a house, you're supposed to have this. Well, guess what? Then you have all this stuff and you didn't. And then none of it makes you happy. You're, when, if you're living for the weekend, right, or living for the day that you get vacation or retirement, wake up because you ain't living. You know what I mean? Now, given I live for the weekend because that's when I work, when I play on the weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's what I would say. Just don't, don't do stuff for money. You know, that may be trite, but it's really true. Because if you, if you have the talent and the drive and the passion for something, and you follow it, you have the courage to follow it, and you'll put in the work, that's the thing. You can't just say, well, I have these great dreams, and I'm just going to sit here and hope something happens. If you put in the work and you really de dedicate yourself to that, you will find the way. It may not be exactly how you think it's going to pan out, right? Like I'm, I'm 46 right now. When I was 20 and I was in college, I was like, oh, or, or let's say when I, when I started playing with, with uh, Rick Trevino in, in the country band, 22, 23 years old, got on a tour bus, I thought, all right, Eventually, you know, in the next 10 years, I'm going to be freaking rock star and all this stuff, you know. I never thought I'd be working with student orchestras. I never thought I'd be doing mariachi metal. I never thought I would work with Mark Wood. I never thought I'd be doing a cool podcast about just electric violin, you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's the way that the, the path went, you know. And I always tried to follow. I was in the country thing for a long time. And frankly, I got I got tired of being just playing country songs. So I was like, I've got something more inside of me. I got to rock and I got to do the Latin thing. So I had the courage to leave those bands. I left Rick's band. I left the Sleep at the Wheel, which is a Grammy award winning band mm -hmm. um, to follow my own path, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a, uh, it's great. I, I love it. I'm, I'm proud of what I do. It's, it's up and down like any musician's life, independent artist. You know, there's days that you're like on top of the world and there's Mondays when you feel like a total loser and like, what am I doing with my life? You know, <laughs> but in the end it's, you're doing what you love. You know, people see me now that I, that I haven't seen in a long time and they're like, Hey, how do you still look 
so young. I said, because I do what I love for a living. Yes. Also, I'm not married and I don't have kids. That's why I lost. Well, I totally agree with all of that that you said. You have to take your path. You have to take the path less traveled or untraveled. That's nobody's yeah. paved for you. So usually that's the decisions that bring you most success. And it's like you said it. It has to be your genuine definition of success. So if traveling as a touring artist and not having a house or whatever is, is your ideal life, then do that, right? So right. don't put someone else's expectations on pedestal and then be miserable. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that you, you hit on the key point of, of whatever you're going to do, you have to ask yourself, what do I want to do? Yes. You know what I mean? Like what, what fulfills me? Like what would I, if I could do anything I wanted and money and all that stuff wasn't a factor, what would I be doing? Would I be traveling all the time, living out of a suitcase? Maybe so. Do I want to have a home with, and there's a way to strike the balance, but you have to sit there and, and your, your, your goals and your desires will change as you, as you evolve and you mature and whatever, right? As life happens. But all you can do is do what's in front of you, what feels right in front of you at the time and follow that. And then when that changes, be, have the courage to make, you, you just adjust course through life, you know, these, these course corrections, you know? Like I, I always thought, I was just talking to my, my brother the other day, I used to always have, and it still happens to me, like when the summer touring season starts coming around and festival season and all that stuff, and I see these bands that I know, they're playing all these festivals and they're going across the country in a van and playing, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon here and then whatever, you know? And I used to think, man, I'm missing out. I'm, I'm, I'm a failure because I, I'm not doing that with my band or whatever. And then I'd sit back and i think, okay, right now, where am I at? I don't want to play in 100-degree heat, 3 o'clock in the afternoon at some <laughs> festival outdoors, throwing my gear on in five minutes, jump, play this, the 20-minute set, get off, drive to the next place. That's well, maybe I'm, I don't know I'm too old for that now or something. I just – I don't – that's not – that's not what I define as success yes. anymore. Yes. You know, in fact, I love this, this, uh, one thing this quarantine has shown me, I love the live stream thing, man. I, you know, you can get a little, a little money made and I didn't have to leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So yeah, it's just, it's a, uh, it's flexibility, man. Adapt, you know, it's all you can do. Yeah. True. So I guess finding your freedom in what you're doing, that's really, for me, that's the goal. So even if it means just doing live streams or touring or not touring or gigging or doing something else. Uh, So today it's limitless. The sky is limitless. You can literally do anything you want. And it's like you said, from your own living room, you can just make music into the entire world. That's amazing. Thank you so much for that piece of wisdom and for your awesome, awesome music that I'm just going to be like now jamming to my whole <laughs> day. Well, cool. I, I, like the, I like seeing your reaction to the tunes, you know, especially in the situation where I can't hear it. When you can see somebody moving, and you're like, oh, they're, they're digging it. I don't know what they're listening to, but they're digging it. Oh, yeah. This is the 5-4 section. I can tell. Cause... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love that too. Like I, I'm into movement a lot. So when I perform too, I can't just stand still or when I'm listening to something, it has to flow through you, right? It's sure. that kind of that's thing. What, that's what it's supposed to be, yeah. you know? 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Guys, go ahead. Thank Ryan Hyden, his awesome music and his awesome new song that just came out today. So on his website at viterarocks.com, on Facebook, forward slash viterarocks, on Instagram at Hayden Vitera, on Twitter at Hayden Vitera, on YouTube, look him up, right? Hayden Vitera, electric violinist. Find the new song that just came out today, the Cancion del Mariachi, where That's the right. tequila rock band... Uh, oh, no, I'm messing it up. It's tequila... <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> help me out. <laughs> yeah, Tequila Rock Revolution. Tequila Rock Revolution. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and just Google that too, and you can find this. We've got I've got accounts yeah. for that on Instagram and all the platforms as well. Awesome. So. Awesome. And we're gonna close with another amazing piece, Subete. And thank you That's so much. Right. Have an awesome day. Maybe we'll thank have you. you back sometime when you have a new release. Let me know. I'd love to interview I you again. I most definitely will. I totally Part two. appreciate you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Have an awesome day.